Welcome to yet another podcast episode of the Saxo Market Call. As always, my name is Soren Otto, and today I am joined by none other than Ole Hansen, our head of commodity strategy. Hi, Ole. Hi, Soren. Thank you very much for that intro. And this is uh, a podcast episode I've been looking very much forward to. Today, we're going to talk about metals. Pedal to the metal. Pedal to the metal, and I think it's fair to call this just simply the podcast of metals, because we're going to focus on something that you phrased as the year of the metals, which is going to be 2024. Yep, absolutely. It's, it was in our quarterly outlook, uh, which uh, was released at the start of the year. Um, and obviously, uh, at this moment in time, it's it's uh, that uh, year of the metal has not really materialized, but uh, I think there are plenty of reasons why we, we could see that unfold in the coming months. And uh, yeah, let's talk about that. Yes, and uh, if we just start from the start, Overall macro level, why why have you called this, or why did you choose to coin your quarterly outlook the year of the metals? Two reasons, and um, obviously we have to say straight away that uh, this is not a broad metal focused uh, idea. Uh, this is primarily related to uh, precious metals, which are investment metals, and uh, some of the uh, metals where we are seeing an increased demand from the green transition uh, in the coming years, um, where where that will continue to underpin uh, prices. So, um, so basically, driven by the fact that we are heading towards a lower interest rate environment, uh, that will the timing of that has obviously been put into question uh, recently with the uh, comments from the from the FMC from several members, including uh, Jay Powell. But I think there's no re- there's no reason not to believe that uh, interest rates will start to come down uh, sometime this year. And then the question is basically the timing, the depth, and the pace of these uh, these rate cuts. But that will drive uh, renewed demand, in my opinion, for uh, for investment metals simply because the cost of holding a position will will come down. And that has been a major drag, actually. If you look at how asset managers has been looking at uh, precious metals for for a number of years, we can talk about that later. And then also the the, the green transition um, combined with the, with all the updates we're getting from the major mining companies that they are all struggling, especially with copper. Basically, um, having the downgrading their their production outlook is a bit like we're seeing in uranium as well, where we saw a recent downgrade from one of the major miners, and that will eventually underpin uh, pin price simply because we are likely to see a very tight market condition as demand rises and supply struggles to keep up. And just maybe for for the ones that aren't really that used to following commodities out there, just so they are everybody's clear on when we talk about prices in something like metals, how they move. You mentioned that it's something that's called a spot product, which is which means that supply and demand has a lot to do with the pricing of of metals. Could you just take us shortly through that? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, if you look at a, at a stock, uh, you can buy a, an equity based on assumptions that they will do very well in a couple of years' time. So uh, you're basically looking into the future uh, for 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 growth and for for a pickup. Commodities, unfortunately, does 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 not have that luxury. It is a spot product, as you mentioned, so And basically, it's a, it's there's a daily there's a supply and demand. Uh, on a daily basis, if uh, demand exceeds supply, then prices uh, tend to go up, and uh, vice versa if supply is exceeds demand. And that basically is, is part of the price setting or the fundamental price setting behind commodities. Then obviously you have a lot of investment uh, in and out, uh, speculative interest as well, creating some volatility along the way. But uh, ultimately, it is supply and demand that dictates the price. Because what, just think about it, if we have a if we have supply uh, starting to struggle to meet demand, what ha- what can give? Well, that's the price. The price 
has to go up. What happens when the price go up? Well, it tends to incentivize production, uh, so add supply, potentially also uh, reducing demand. And uh, through, through that uh, function, we create, we create some uh, a market that returns to a balance. When we have specific things like the green transition going on, potentially not being as price sensitive as uh, as other uh, other industries would be perhaps construction if prices become too uh, too high maybe construction activity slows when we have a, a sector like the 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 green transformation which is at this moment is very political driven as well that basically means that that demand will continue to to increase perhaps even though prices go up as well and that basically means that there is really a lot of focus on on the uh, the supply and the minus abilities uh, to uh, to keep supply at a level that keeps the market in balance but uh, but generally we're seeing um, seeing mining companies not only for copper and other industrial metals but also for precious metals uh, potentially struggling in the years to come uh, from from for various reasons so when we know that uh, that's how the pricing works let's just str- jump straight into the first of the two types of metals let's go for the precious metals first First, and that being uh, primarily gold and silver, I know, is the two you're looking at. If we start by looking at gold, we've seen a return year and year around 7.5%. And I mean, with something you often talk about is that if inflation is high, you should buy gold and thus you can get a return. Uh, but I mean, 7.5% on a yearly basis, is, is that really good? In Because we've seen one of the highest inflations we've had for decades so 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 how do you evaluate gold right now how has it performed uh, so far this year and also on a yearly basis well from an absolute perspective uh, perhaps not great but from a relative basis i think it's been uh, doing extremely well uh, simply because uh, we have to remember what happened as well last year we had a year where the dollar was uh, strengthening that tends to be uh, having a negative impact on commodity prices but uh, but what we what we saw in particular was this extreme um fast moving uh, interest uh, interest rate hikes um both uh, from fed funds but also uh, driving uh, driving uh, yields uh, bond yields sharply higher especially the real yields and normally when you have rising yield real yields you have falling gold prices simply because the 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 opportunity cost of holding gold uh, starts to go uh, go up uh, when you have real yields going up and uh, that's been the and gold's been battling that uh, that this development all last year and uh, despite of this it's still ending it's still trading up seven and a half percent on the year it has to be said that quite a bit of the uh, the gains happened uh, during the last quarter when when the market finally started to sense that we've uh, we've, we've seen peak rates in the u.s but nevertheless uh, it does highlight a market where there's there are other forces at play than just just um, the paper demand which is etfs and futures responding to uh, yield and uh, and dollar movements there's also a great deal of physical demand going on in the market. We're seeing central banks for two years in a row buying more than two, more than a thousand tons, uh, basically taking bars out of the market. And uh, we have to remember a, a a paper investor, a futures investor, that's uh, underlying. They are dealing with gold, and but that uh, gold can go in and out, uh, come back and uh, re- take be taken out and returned to the market. But uh, central banks, when they take uh, bars out of the market, that tends to stay away, stay out of the market, and that's helping to tighten tighten up the market. So that's, I think, is the reason why gold has been doing well. If we just uh, turn to silver as well, flat, it's flat year on year. Um, 
in a year where basically so the whole industrial metal complex is down around 15%. So again, silver is doing relatively well. But we have to remember silver is a product of, uh, in terms of the price setting, it's a product of, of uh, it, it focuses on gold, it focuses on, on industrial metals, primarily something like copper, and it, it focuses on the dollar. And um, and with gold was uh, was supportive last year. Uh, copper wa- was not to the to the same extent, and the dollar, as I said, uh, did strengthen. So um, so overall, silver is flat in the year. It has had a, t- a tough start to the year, down six six percent. But that's in that's basically in more or less in line with what we're seeing in, in the, across the industrial metals, which have also started the year on, on a negative uh, basis, simply because we are there's a lot of uncertainty still related to China. I mean, if we look uh, look uh, to the year ahead, uh, once again going back to this idea that you've called this the year of metal, um, and and see something like gold, I I guess uh, for it to to perform better than than it has been in the beginning of this year, one of the things as you also alluded to that we would need to see is these interest rate cuts actually coming through, and then I guess uh, obviously there's the dollar effect, and then there could be some some geopolitical uncertainty that also drives uh, people towards the gold as this safe haven investment, as as we usually uh, call it. To but but you you wrote this uh, year of the metal about a month and a half ago, two mm-hmm. months. But but overall for the year, do you still believe in that picture? Absolutely. Um, it has been obviously been been uh, reduced a little bit simply because the, the I think the strength of the U.S. economy has surprised everyone. Uh, basically, meaning that the the number of uh, rate cuts has been reduced, and they may actually be reduced even further. But uh, but it doesn't change the uh, the outlook that uh, interest rates, when the funding costs of holding a non coupon interest paying asset like gold starts to come down, it will start to uh, to attract uh, additional interest from others. And and what we can what I've been uh, saying recently is simply that uh, all the docs are a bit scattered all over the place right now. They're not like Lined up, uh, so so we're not yet ready for for a push higher. For that to happen, we need to see rates start to come down. We need to see real yields come down and uh, and and Fed funds. And once that happens, then um, then I think we we are basically in a in a, in a situation where where both uh, uh, real money and uh, asset managers will start to come back to the market, uh, adding to the demand that's already an ongoing coming in from uh, retail investors around the world, especially in China, where where, where the middle class is worried about the, the property sector, they're worried about the stock market, they've been increasingly uh, putting their money into gold, and also the central bank demand, which, uh, which part of that is due to central banks looking to de-dollarize their, their investments, their, their assets, and uh, that's that will continue to drive demand for gold. So once uh, the docs are lined up in a row, um, then I think we could see that push, which we in our outlook uh, said could uh, bring uh, take gold, uh, gold as high as 2,300. Perhaps a little bit less than that, simply because the, the strength of the economy, of the US economy, may not warrant the amount of rate cuts that the market has been pricing in up until recently. And I guess just a side note to that, Ole, one of one of the major discussions also also in the equity markets uh, for the past few months has been this idea of will we have a recession or won't we have a recession? Obviously, right now, some aspects are pointing towards the softer landing, but if we end up in this recessionary territory, I guess something like gold should, in theory, at least also benefit from that. Oh, absolutely! Because uh, what happens in the recession scenario is suddenly that we're not pri- then we won't be pricing in uh, five rate cuts this year. We might be pricing in seven or eight, 
and um, and as soon as possible, basically, if if that was suddenly if the economic economic outlook suddenly took a turn for the worse, because that would, uh, together with uh, inflation still under control, uh, that would uh, that would leave the uh, give the FOMC the liberty to uh, to cut rates at will. Um, so so yes, a, a a change in in economic data, and that also basically means that uh, we are all on data watch right now. Economic data. Uh, coming in on a weekly basis, it creates the ebb and flow in the in the price action, and uh, most recently the uh, the ebb and flow has basically been more of a, I suppose it's ebb when it's going back, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, that that has uh, been acting a bit of a drag on prices, but uh, but uh, no doubt that the 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 decided size factor will be the timing of the rate cuts and the subsequent number of cuts and uh, and for that to for that to unfold we obviously need to keep an eye on the economic data and i'm sure we will do that uh constantly basically and uh, something else that we'll do now is that we'll move from the precious metals into industrial metals and more specifically copper because copper is a super interesting metal to 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 talk about because it's related to to green transformation and and construction in general um, I know. I know that you have a very specific name for for copper. Uh, could you, could you tell us what that is and, and and why you've coined it the way you have? Yeah, it's not the one. It's not one I invented. Unfortunately, it's it's called green, King of Green Metals, and uh, that that does obviously uh, ring uh, ring true because it it's basically used in multiple applications uh, across the the space, which is um, just. Any 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 uh, look up uh, for the green transition and the different applications that uh, that can can ensure that they almost almost all of them uh, requires copper uh, in in some in some way or another uh, simply because it's such a good conductor of uh, of electricity and um, and what we've seen so far is is a massive build out in uh, wind turbines and solar especially in China but also here in Europe. And uh, the next phase is simply that uh, the fact that well all this electricity needs to uh, it needs to be transported it needs to be uh, be sent out to where it's required and I think the electrical grid is uh, is in in need of upgrade and we also seen that some of the if you look at something a company like Siemens Energy uh, that they, 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 they took a tumble earlier this uh, or last year due to some write downs in the power turbine industry but but if you look at uh, some of the other industries that were basically uh, the uh, the uh, the, re- the rebuilding of the uh, or the build out of the infrastructure they are they are firing on all cylinders they're extremely busy and uh, that that does does obviously require copper so um, so we're looking at copper and and we're looking at this situation simply because it's it is this conundrum that it's a green metal, but it's at the same time it's uh, it's a very black metal when it comes to uh, ESG and environment and so on, and uh, that raises some some questions uh, regarding the availability of supply. We are seeing mining companies uh, struggling with uh, with lower ore grades, so they have to dig deeper, they have to dig out more mast in order to get the the fi- the final the final product they 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 want to to produce. We're seeing um, regional governments uh, becoming more militant. We just saw the closure of a major mine in, in Panama last year. A Canadian company basically ordered to shut it down after it had just been, uh, been given a 20-year concession. Um, these are all, all raising the, uh, the cons- some concerns. Um, copper, the industry, mining industry, requires a lot of energy, requires a lot of, of water. Uh, in some cases, that is becoming a scarcity. So, um, so all in all, it just points to a sector where demand will continue to to rise where the while the supply will be be challenged 
I know it's not what we're seeing in the price action right now, and uh, even though it's been a theme now for uh, for at least a year or maybe even more longer than that, uh, investors may ask, well, where is that increase uh, that we uh, that everyone is talking about? But I think we are again. It's not a market where the docks are fully lined up yet, uh, but I think we will we will see the impact of these uh, production downgrades start to uh, have an impact on on the available available supply. We're seeing that already right now. I mean, global inventory levels they are seemingly quite low. At the same time, we, the, the, uh, the, 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 the charges that uh, refineries, refiners are charging uh, to, to uh, refine copper has come down quite significantly. That basically is a signal of, of scarcity of supply, that they're prepared to, to do it at a, at a smaller profit uh, simply because the availability of supply is, is scarce. And uh, that will eventually filter through to prices. So, uh, so we we are we see uh, we see a, a good upside, and 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 simply also from the fact that that some of these the current prices are not profitable enough for mining companies really to expand production. And that is that's really what uh, what we what we talked about at the beginning that the the best cure for high price is a high price because it incentivizes production. But right now that price is most certainly not high enough to incentivize the production that's required in the years to come. So um, so that's why we are. We are watching and focusing on this sector uh, very closely. So, in terms for this price to become high enough to make the production, what what do you see as the most obvious uh, reason to 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 go in that direction? Like, what needs to break? I think we. Um, I think first of all, the uh, from a headline perspective, we need to see some kind of stabiliz- stabilization in in China. Uh, what we have to remember there is that the property sector is in, is in problems. But there's still a lot of uh, unfinished uh, unfinished units, and if they the first sign would be support for 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 the completion of these units, um, that will that will drive uh, demand for copper because uh, that is still the the main the main uh, usage for copper that's in in construction um, in the electrical wiring, and. And also the continued rollout of uh, electrical vehicles, even though we may see, it seems like we hit a bit of a uh, plateau uh, for now, but uh, that that re- that will continue to underpin demand. And then obviously the whole supply situation. And I think we that will become increasingly apparent as the year go moves, uh, the year goes by, simply because it's not like an agricultural commodity where a good year with high profits incentivizes farmers to put more seeds in the ground for the following year in order to create a bigger production. Uh, mining capacity cannot be expanded it, it, at, a, at a at a at a flip of a coin. It it takes it takes years in some cases, uh, almost decades. So uh, we are really uh, uh, facing a, a run against the time here um, if, in terms of finding and and uh, expanding the capacity in order to meet future demand. And just to hammer down a point you made in the beginning, you said this. Uh Thing, uh, like one of the, one of the interesting things about copper price is maybe now we're talking year of the metal, but if we look ten years of the metal, I mean we have this political will to for the green transformation, which at least until we find something that's more effective as a conductor than than copper, will sort sort of hold his hand under copper. Isn't that sort of the way you should should look at it? Yeah, actually both ways because you have a political will. Uh, in those uh, play in, uh, for for the uh, for the demand to stay strong, but you also have a com- uh, political adver- uh, unwillingness uh, to uh, to increase supply. 
for environmental reasons and uh, governments being uh, becoming more militant, wanting a bigger share of the uh, slice of the cake. As I mentioned, uh, the, the closure in Panama, which came really as a shock to the market, that it was even possible, one of the most modern mines in the world, um, with uh, some of the best, uh, where the government actually had some of the best concessions, and still they were forced to, uh, to close it down due to popular up, uh, upheaval. So the political focus on on uh, on the transition and, and the metal goes both ways uh, some place, in some corners it will be supportive for, for demand and in some places it will be uh, it will be an obstruction to to supply so uh, again that just highlights the the potential risk of a of a supply deficit it's a really interesting way of of looking at green transformation and this idea that we should do a green transformation globally not just in in local areas where you have where you where you can afford to do it um, well, if I was to play a little bit of devil's advocate, uh, also looking at the performance numbers uh, for for all these three medals right now, what would what would the world look like if this didn't turn out to be the year of the medal? Whoa! Um, well, first of all, it would be a it would it would point to a year where um, where potentially uh, growth uh, surprise to the upside in the US. Or inflation starts to pay, pick up again, and uh, leaving uh, governments or central banks with no choice to, but to keep uh, rates at these high levels, that will uh, that will that will reduce some of the the uh, the appetite for uh, for investment metals. It will also reduce the uh, and that's something we didn't even talk about the uh, the, the the need for uh, uh, for restocking by industries uh, because what happened last year when the funding costs went up, industries were obviously trying to trim their balance sheets. And bring down their costs. That basically meant they brought down inventory levels because uh, uh, fin- financing a, a, a high level of inventories, big metals, uh, was uh, was was rising um, at a time where the market was also worried about an economic slowdown. So, uh, so, so the inventory levels are very thin uh, around the world, and uh, and and the co- lower cost of funding would would initiate some restocking, which would also in- underpin prices. If if uh, rates, for whatever reason, were to remain high. Uh, that that uh, that process may not uh, unfold to the extent that we're expecting, and that would uh, potentially have a negative impact on on prices. And then I think the uh, the big one is is really also uh, China uh, whether uh, whether they're managing to find a, a plateau or whether it uh, continues to worsen from here uh, because it is still. Uh, the top consumer of, uh, of especially of industrial metals in the world. So, uh, so the world needs uh, China from from a demand perspective, and uh, that could obviously be uh, be another be another negative. And uh, then overall, um, any any major geopolitical event uh, triggering a, a surge to uh, to the dollar for safe haven, uh, a stronger dollar could have a negative impact as well on on uh, on commodities. So obviously, there's a lot of things to pay attention to, and uh, if you feel like diving into to investing in this uh, metal space, um, not that we should do any recommendations because that's not why we're here, and we won't do that. But I still feel like before we before we shut down today, it would be an idea maybe to talk a little bit about if anyone is out there and is curious about how to gain exposure towards metals or or really other commodities. Um, how 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 do you gain 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 exposure? Because you talked about this with being a, a paper investor or otherwise being a physical investor, there are uh, a few different ways to do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that the the, the two most obvious uh, ways to do it is either through investing in in mining companies, 
or a basket of mining companies through an ETF. Uh, by doing that, you spread your exposure and you also avoid the risk of uh, an individual company running into problems, um, the unforeseen problems. So, um, so spread your spread your uh, spread your investment across uh, mining companies. Alternatively, it's the uh, it's an exposure directly to the uh, to the product. Uh, in this case, either gold or, or copper or silver. And that can be done in multiple different ways and in in, in multiple different currencies. But once again, the uh, ETFs have shown their 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 robustness in uh, for for more than a decade now. Um, so that's that's would probably be my my uh, if I was personally to be uh, to invest it, I would be looking for uh, ETFs and in investing directly in copper and in in gold or silver, um, simply because you you want to. You want to have the um, you want to have the the full impact on that, and also you want to if you if you're a little bit worried about the general uh, level of the stock market, then then you have to be careful about the the the, the sec the mining companies because of the if there is a correction in the stock market and generally, then obviously the mining companies would uh, would probably take a hit as well. So uh, ETFs um, seems to be the best uh, easiest way solution for anyone. Um, if you are a bit more if you are high risk and uh, used to re- leverage. Then there are futures markets, and that's that's the purest form of exposure because uh, the ETFs they always they, they their foundation or price setting comes from the futures market. So, uh, but to just remember, it, it is a leveraged product. So if you buy, if you buy, uh, invest a thousand dollars say in something like gold, you you have to remember your exposure is probably close to ten thousand and something similar in, in copper. So uh, so you need to understand the the risk of a leveraged product uh, before. Before going into that uh, that area, so uh, so uh, I would always uh, start uh, by looking at uh, ETFs on the underlying or ETFs on the mining mining companies. Only I think we reached the bottom of my note paper here. Uh, I don't have anything else. Is there anything else you want to say before we leave about this uh, concept of years? I think it's an absolutely fascinating uh, concept, and I'm really looking forward to to track it uh, throughout 2024. Well, it is it is an area that's uh, that's attracting a lot of interest from our investors and from our clients, and that basically also means we're giving it quite a bit of attention. So uh, you can you can watch uh, almost weekly updates uh, on both precious and industrial metals on our on our website and also on our on our trading platform. So uh, so I advise you to take a look there for for any latest uh, developments. And uh, yeah, if there's a major change, maybe we can do this again later in the year, son. I would absolutely love to do that, Ole. Let's. Uh at least we'll be back in the studio talking about something before we know it. But uh, thank you so much for making us all smarter about uh, metals and uh, this year's upcoming possibilities. And to everyone out there, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will be back again next week. My name is Soren Otto. And again, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>